knows that the Word of God is for everybody? Do you know that if somebody would have told me about Jesus when I was little, what would I have done by now in my life? If someone would have said to me, Julie, you're special, there's a dream in your heart, and they would have drawn it out of me, what could I have done by now? But now I've got all these catching up years to do, and I'll be 80 still fulfilling the dream of God in my life because I'm not retiring ever. I want to be like Smith Wigglesworth and drop dead on the pulpit. I'm sorry, people. It'll be a shock to all of you when it happens, but I'm doing it in Jesus' name. I want to just go out in glory. He was 84, and he was just preaching as, and gone home. No pain, no nothing, just home. And so I just want, I want you guys to listen to the word of God today. If you don't understand it, don't put your hand up and say, excuse me, miss, but I'll explain it later. All right? All right? It's good. So God gives dreams to people because people, each person is individual, special, unique, and incredible. Like what's Maddie's mum's name? Claire. Every time I look at you, Claire, I just cannot wipe the smile off my face. So I look at you and your, your smile just like, you know, when we all said, let's welcome Claire. And we all turn around and said hello to you. Your face just went. And I, then I realized this is where Maddie gets this incredible personality that she has. It's from mom. It's just like, and it's just beautiful and that's unique. And no one else can light up a room like Claire when she walks in the room. Is that right? Because Claire has a special, unique thing that God has put on her. And each of us have been made incredibly unique and special. There's no one else like Gail in the whole world. There's no one else like Louise. Louise, what you have to bring to this world is sweet and special. And it's a lot quieter than Gail, but we need quiet people too, especially after being with Gail talking for an hour. You say, shut up, someone be quiet. And then you go to Louise, you say, Louise, just be quiet with me for an hour. And it's good. We need that. Amen. Is that right, Gail? Even Gail needs Louise. Look, she sits next to her. She says, be the quiet person in my life, please, somebody. And so God gives dreams to people, and then he wants you to grab a hold of that dream and fulfill it. Even as young people, you have dreams. Even as older people, we have dreams, and God wants to do that. The one that, that, that really stands out to me in the Bible as being a dreamer was, of course, Joseph. And it says in uh, Genesis 37, 5, it says, Joseph had a dream. Joseph had a dream. Now, he was only a young fella when he had a dream. Who knows the story of Joseph? Kids? You do? Tell me, did Joseph have something really special given to him by his dad? What was it? A colorful coat. Did you know that, Vicky? Where's Vicky? Oh, she's with the kids? Did you know that? I just find it fascinating because, like, Vicky's just come into the church not so long ago. And then when I said to her, I was talking to her one day, and she said, you know, just like David. And she goes, uh. It's like so good to know Bible stories. And isn't it, Vic? And that's why now you've, you're in children's ministry, making sure they know the stories and learning as you go. <laughs> and so Joseph... Here's Joseph. He's sort of like the second youngest in this lineage of, of brothers. And, and he's, he's got this dream that God gives him, right? God gives him this dream. And just before God gives him a dream, his father gives him something really, really special. His father gives him this coat of many colors. And I've often thought about that coat. I thought, What's the significance of that coat? Why does the Bible actually 
bring that out. You know, I mean, people give clothing away every day. I'm sure that his father would have bought him clothes all the time. Like, Ali, you're forever shopping for Tash, aren't you? I mean, forever going to the shop and say, Tash, buy you that coat, buy you those pants, because I know I've got four daughters and that's what you do. When you've got daughters, you do a lot of shopping. But he would have had a lot of clothes given to him. What was the significance of that coat? And I think it was this. It was a coat of many colors. And I think that it was a picture being painted that our Father in heaven has a coat to put on us that has many colors in it. It has many possibilities. I think God wants to say to us in that, that whatever you want to do with your life, whatever God dream he places in your life, no matter how colorful that seems, no matter how large that seems, no matter how out of the box that seems, he will give you the ways and means to do that if you grab a hold of it and put it on and wear it. Amen? Amen? Isn't that right? And so Joseph has this dream. His father gives him the coat first, and then he has a dream. And and God wants to put a coat on you guys, on all of us. And then he wants to give us a dream. And if you've had a dream when you're younger, he wants you to revive that dream, fulfill that dream, and know how to make that dream come to pass. So Joseph gets this dream, and in this dream... All his brothers and his father bow down and worship him. Now imagine going up to your mum, Kirsten, is it? Go up to your, go up to your mum and say, Mum, I had a dream. And one day I'm going to be so famous that you and dad and all my brothers and sisters are going to bow down and worship me. <laughs> and she just stands up there like Princess Mako. And it's like in Paris Hilton, you know. And um, was that a good Paris, was it? Oh, thanks. And, um, and, you know, people, people aren't going to take that real good because the dream that God gives you seems so far away sometimes from where you are because he'll give you a dream as, as Gar said this morning, as a seed. You get a seed put in your heart. It seems like that seems so weird. Like I remember Lisa when she was little, Lisa Phillips. Stand up, Lisa. There she is there. Wave. Wave like that. I mean, these guys pioneered the church with us, and Lisa was just like one of the little kids. I mean, who would have ever dreamed that one day she would become a significant songwriter, that she would be an amazing worshipper, and she would become a worship leader, and that she would lead worship in the house of God, and and that she would have a connection with God that other people don't have? Who would have thought that when she was just like this grubby kid that always had a snotty nose running around? But I'm sure that dream was in your heart, wasn't it, Lisa? Maybe you never told anyone because who do you think you are? You know, Sometimes it's good not to tell people. Sometimes it's good to hold it close to your heart. And so we had this dream, Joseph. And then he went on this incredible journey. Do you guys know the story of the journey after he had the dream? His brothers got jealous. Ever had anyone jealous of you? Have you? What about school? Do the kids get jealous? Huh? No, you got, you got a Christian school. And so no jealous kids at Christian school. They all been raised right and, um, and everything. And so his brothers got really jealous of him. And, of course, first of all, they got the coat. You know, when, when, when people are jealous of you, 
when things come against you, when the enemy wants to destroy you, he'll try and take away that dream, that coat, the conception of that dream. He'll try and take away the God who is the God of the impossibilities, the God of all color. He'll try and take the color out of your life and say, you can only live in black and white. And they took that coat and they ripped it up and they put blood on it. They said an animal had gotten Joseph. Of course, Joseph didn't get eaten by an animal, did he? No, they put him down a big hole and they waited for slave people to come and get him and he got sold into slavery and off he went into slavery and then he got, went from one thing to another, ended up in jail and ended up in a good house and then back in jail and there he was in jail and then he finally got out of jail and then what happened to him? He became the prime minister out of jail, from jail to prime minister. Because why? Because he held on to that dream that God had given him through all those years and he would not let it go. From when he was a young boy, when he put that coat on, he held on to the dream of God for his life. And that's what we need to do. We need to get the dream that's in our heart. Look, you might think, look, my dream is maybe not a God dream because I I don't really dream that I'm going to be a great preacher or save the nations. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's not a God dream. What if God's dream for you is that you're just going to be the best mom in the whole world and raise the best kids? Somebody had to raise Abraham Lincoln. Do you know what I'm saying? Someone had to take that child and raise him to become a great leader. Sometimes the the roles that we play in our lives become insignificant because we're always supposed to be someone special. But who said that a mom isn't special? Really, I think it's the most special job that we can raise kids that can do amazing things. And I think that if we, like Phil said, the return of the fathers and mothers, if we take those roles really seriously and say, this is a God dream, I'm going to raise incredible kids for God. Maybe the dream that you have is, is that you are going to preach, then do it all to the glory of God. Maybe your dream is that you're going to have this great job. Maybe the dream is that you're going to make a lot of money. And, 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 and yet everything comes against that and the coat keeps being ripped off you and people keep putting you down holes and you end up in prison. You can't see anything of that dream coming to pass. Hold on to it. God will bring it to pass. Amen. God will bring it to pass. I just want to bring you a few things here about dreams. Number one, don't be afraid to dream. And I say that to you young people, to your kids, to the youth, even to the uh, more mature generation. (laughs) Don't be afraid to dream. You know, sometimes we think, well, if I dream and it doesn't happen, then I'll be disappointed. But it's better to have dreamt and it not happening than never dream at all. You've got to have dreams. Dreams keep you alive. When you've got a dream inside your heart, it makes you live. It makes you stick out. It gives you vision. The people, the people without vision perish, the Bible says. You've got to have a vision. You've got to have a dream. You've got to be something that makes you significant as an individual. Don't be afraid to dream. Now, Maddie and Kirsten, come here. Yep. You have to come all the way up here because you're short. Now, what's your dream, Kirsten? What's your dream? To work with kids and to teach them. To work with kids. And isn't that great? And, and how do you know that dream is real? Like, 
when you're around kids, do you get feelings like you want to look after them? I like looking after them. Yeah. Are you working with the kids' ministry right now? Are you raising her as a leader? Is she great? She's, she's like a little mum. You see that? Never let go of that dream, darling. You will work with children, and you already are. Isn't God amazing? What's your dream, Maddie? Um, my dream is to join the army. And why do you feel like that's your dream? What's, what's, what's the... Yeah, what, <laughs> what's the driving force behind that? What do you feel when you say, I want to join the army? What does it do inside your heart? Um, I just want to show like, people just about God and how great he is. In the army. So you want to get in there, you want to get amongst people. people you know, justice. You keep getting justice for her? Bringing justice. He says he sees you bringing justice. Do you know when, when people are actually in situations where they're fighting for their country in places like that, it's the greatest time where they reach out to God because they have to look at eternity. They have to look at their lives, their immortality, whether they're going to live, die. If they die tomorrow, where would they be? And you might just be an army chaplain. That could be a good job for her, an army chaplain. Mum says, yes, yes, anything off the front line. <laughs> That's great, girls. Let's give them a clap. <laughs> And I was speaking to Remy, and she's shy to come up, but I was speaking to Remy, and, and she said she wants to be a b- marine biologist. I just said to her, do you have a dream? Oh, yes, I want to be a marine biologist. How old are you, darling? Eight. Eight. You've got to have a dream. I remember when Jessica was about ten she was always a very organized child. She still is, has all the ducks in a row. She knows what she wants to do with her life. And she was about 10 and she came and she said, Mum and Dad, you've got to sit down. I've got something very serious to talk to you about. And I said, okay. So we sat down. She said, now, I've been thinking about my future. I've been, and, um, and this is 10. She's pacing up and down like this in front of us. I've been thinking about my future. And uh, when I get married, I don't want to have a mortgage. So my husband and I, we are going to live in a log cabin that dad is going to build for us out the back. And we're going to stay in there and save so we can pay cash for our house. I just wanted you to be ready for that. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's a good dream to have at 10 years old. Angus, come up here, Angus. My next point is this. Don't be afraid to dream too big because God is a big God. What's your dream? You can have the mic. Thanks. Um, I want to be a preacher and be a youth pastor, like run a youth ministry and stuff. Yeah. And what, what makes that burn inside of you? Did God talk to you about that? Do you feel, what happened? What made that come? What made that dream come? To- yeah, um, I don't know, just heaps of, um, like, being prophesied over me, and I was praying about it one day and stuff, and I just really felt that that was my calling and stuff, you know, just to talk to people about God and just preach to people and just tell people about God, you know what I mean? So. That's great. Yeah. And hold on to it. 
hold on. And don't be afraid to dream too big. And, you know, and, and all the other youth would say, oh, who do you think you are, Angus? You know, you know, sit down, Angus. You know, you can't say big stuff like that about yourself. You know what? We need to empower one other. We need to get around him and say, Angus, yeah, you're a little immature right now. We don't need to, like, point out stuff like, oh, Angus, you know, like, just chill for a while and, you know, look at all these things you've got to get in place in your life. God didn't do that to Joseph. God didn't come to Joseph and say, here's the dream, Joseph, but just let me warn you, on the way to that dream, you're going to have to be beaten up by your brothers, put down a well, then you're going to have to be sold into slavery, and then you're going to have to go into this house, then you're going to go into jail, and you're going to go back into that house, then you're going to get falsely accused, you're going to get put back in jail, and you're going to have to stay there. And when you think you're going to get out, you have to stay another two years in there. God doesn't give us that stuff, and we don't need to give that stuff to one another either. Oh, you think you're going to be preaching, do you? And guess, yeah, well, I'll sort your little attitude out. No, we need to say, come on. You can do it. Don't be afraid to dream too big. Number three, don't be afraid to dream outside the box. Sometimes it's like, well, my father was an accountant, my grandfather was an accountant, so I'm going to be an accountant. You know, it's like, don't be afraid to dream outside what is comfortable, what is normal, and what is expected of you. You know, there's more. Hear God. Get along with God. You, you know, everything might have set you up like I know with Garth. Your father is a teacher, your mother is a teacher, your sister is a teacher, and you're a teacher. And so Garth became a teacher. And in the midst of Garth being a teacher, God speaks. God pulls him out. God saves him at a young age, and his whole family aren't saved. And then God starts to speak to him as he's maturing. Maybe I don't want you to be a teacher, but I'm a teacher. I've studied for it. I've gone to uni. I'm a teacher. And then God starts to shift it. God starts to move it. And God starts to put his plan. And God says, okay, God, if you really, really want me to preach and to do the things you're saying me to do, then you open the doors for me and you put things in place. He made himself available to the dream. Amen. Made himself available. He decided it was okay for me to think outside the box. It's scary. It's really scary because I'm secure as a teacher. I'm a good teacher, but I'll think outside the box. And then he goes down to this conference and they said, you know, we're giving away scholarships for Bible college. And he goes, look, I'm going to put my name down. If it's God, he'll open the door. And guess what? God opened the door. He got a free scholarship into Bible college. Now you're just about to enter into your fourth, third year. $6,000 worth of college he got given free. He's just about to enter into his third year. He says, God, what am I going to do about work? You know, I can't go to Bible college and I'm a teacher and I've got responsibilities. And work came to him and said, we really need a chaplain in our school. You know, if you could be a chaplain in our school, you could still go to Bible college and be a chaplain here as well. And God just opened all the doors for him because he just said, God, if you want me to dream outside the box, I'm a bit scared about that, but I'll step out and I'll test the waters and see if you're there. And God knew that Garth wasn't the bravest of people, and he met him there, and now he's gotten a lot braver. I remember when I came to Garth, and he had never played an instrument in his life, and I walked up to Garth. How old were you, Garth? It's not that long ago. He was 20. And I walked up to Garth and said, have you ever thought about playing drums? I just felt a prophetic thing in me. Besides, we needed a drummer. 
it was these real prophetic things say, I need a drummer. Who looks like one? He'll do. Um, no, it wasn't. And I just said, you ever thought about it? And he said, it was funny because when I was a kid, I always wanted to play drums. It was a secret desire of my heart that I didn't share. And he said, you know what? I'm going to do it. And he goes home and shares it with his unsaved mum. His unsaved mum not only buys him a full drum kit, but pays for his lessons to go to drum, drumming. Now he's a drum teacher, isn't it? In a short period of time, he's a drum teacher, and God's using that because why? Because he wasn't afraid to dream outside the box. Point number four, you are never, so I've done, you don't be afraid to dream. Don't be afraid to dream big. And don't be afraid to dream outside the box. And now number four, you are never too young or too old to dream. Joel talks about your young man will dream dreams and your old man will see visions. He says, even upon my handmaidens, while well, apparently we, we get a say in there somewhere. But God is saying that you're never too young and you're never too old to have a dream or a vision. God can place that thing in your heart and he, he will bring it to pass. Amen. I mean, I asked Noel and Jackie, stand up, Noel and Jackie at the back and say hi. I asked you guys, didn't I, just before, you know, you know, is the dream of God still alive in your heart? And they said, the dream of God for us is to be a witness for Jesus Christ and it's still outworking in our lives. We still have that passion to be a witness for Jesus Christ. And Jackie said, we just feel like we're in the right place at the right time in our lives. And that's because they're holding on to the dream. Is that right? Holding on to the dream that God has given them. Give them a clap again. Never too old. I was thinking about Frank, you know, Frank Flannery. Stand up, Frank, up the back. Legend. Legend in his own lunchtime. And believe me, he uses his lunchtime to be a legend. Every second of his day he uses. But, you know, I was thinking about Frank and years ago. He said, you know, one day I'd like to really invent things and, and do things. And when I looked at that robot that you made for big noise. You know, he made this robot thing that's remote control, and it talks to the kids and everything. And I just, and he made that, he invented that. And I think, you know, sometimes we think that the things that we do have to have this great, you know, um, uh, outcome. I want to be an inventor. I've got to be the world's best inventor. But what about if God wants you to be an inventor to invent robots for a kid's program so kids hear the word of God? You know, don't you think that's a great invention and a great, huh? 40 kids got saved by the robot. (laughs) You will receive Jesus. And um, they went, yes, I will. No, it was great. I mean, let it come to pass. Never too old to dream. Pauline, stand up, Pauline. Go like that. You can sit down. A few years ago, Pauline was our secretary in the church. And, and she was saying, you know, I just feel like God's never told me what my gift is or what I am. I feel like I do a bit of everything, but I never really have this real definition. I said, Pauline, allow yourself to dream. Allow yourself to dream outside of what you think you can be or what you can't be, outside of your own personality, outside of your own limitations, outside of your own pain, your rejection, your past. Step out of it and allow God to put a dream in your heart. And one day she came to me, I've got this dream, you know, I'd like to do sort of graphics. 
I've got this thing about graphics, you know. And so we said, well, let's do some. She started to do some. She was amazing at it. She was amazing. And then Phil Cairns gave her a break and gave her a job where she just learned about more about computers and more about stuff. And she got a break in there. And that was just fantastic. And she went back to the workforce after years of being a mum at home, broke that thing off her life of just sitting at home thinking it's over for me as a woman, as a mum. And then it went further. Then she actually had the audacity to go and, 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 and make an application to enrol in TAFE and do a full graphic arts course at her age, at her stage of life, as a woman. And I just think, praise God for that. Where are you up to now, Pauline? You're in your last year? Certificate three in graphic arts. And those, see those connect group things you've got on your seats and that? She made them. And all the graphics for our church, she does that. And because why? Because she said, you know what? I reckon I can do this. I'm not too old. I'm not finished just because I've had my kids and I've, you know, my life is real and I can dream and I can dream again. And it's never too old to pick up the dream of God in your life. And you wait, she will have a business because we've got people ringing us up saying, who the heck does your webpage? And we say, oh, Pauline Flannery, she's the best graphic artist. And, um, you know, we don't, and it's just amazing. And they're just saying, can she do it? for me we're going out of price out of price and uh she's going to have a great business god is god is doing amazing things now listen number five so we don't don't be afraid to dream don't be afraid to dream big don't be afraid to dream outside the box you're never too young or too old to dream and the next one number five i want to say is when you dream be prepared for opposition be prepared for opposition now like look what joseph went through and there must have been times when he thought, my goodness, I can't even, but he kept that dream. He kept that dream. Even in that prison cell when, you know, rats are running past his legs and he's just skinny because he hasn't eaten and he's saying, you know, but God, I remember. Because when God speaks, you can hold on to that. God said, and never let go of the God said in your life. Never let go of that God said, God said. No matter what opposition you face, God said, come here, Katie, and bring that treasure with you. And Katie's going to tell us about it, God said. Oh, that was a terrible clap. Tell us about your God said, Kate. Well, um, I always wanted to be a mum. When I was 16, I did my debutante ball, if anyone knows what that is. And um, when you're walking in, your big meringue monstrosity, um, you know, that they sort of announce what your plans and aspirations are and everyone's walking in and they're like, I want to travel, I want to do this, I want to go to law school. And I'm walking in and the lady announces, and Katie wants to be a mum. And everyone laughed. I don't know why. But anyway, and um, yeah, and then... <laughs> she does. And then... Um, on the way to my dream becoming reality. Um... Come to me. <laughs> oh, I'll hold her for you. <laughs> All right. You talk big to her. She, um, she's pretty special. Um, yeah, on our way to my dream, I lost two babies. and um, But, yeah, here she is now. And um, it's the best ever. It's the best. And what was it like, Katie, like when you lost the first child? I know by the time that you come here, you'd lost your second child. By the time you come to our church, you were 
both of you were pretty beat up. Like you weren't the happiest people in the world. I'd say you were probably in depression. I'd say you were both had lost hope. I'd say that you both had even not lost the dream almost that you would have a baby, eh? Because it was it's pretty hard going, isn't it, to walk through that, you know? And so I called Katie into the office and I said, Kate, I want to have some time with you. And we prayed over her womb. We rebuked death from her womb in the name of Jesus Christ. We commanded that her womb would bring life. We broke every generational thing and everything that would stop her. Every opposition of the enemy against her falling pregnant and against her having a baby. And you, this is it. This is the promise. Amen. Was it worth it? Oh, it's totally worth it. Now, when you think back to when you, you know, you lost two babies and just going through that pain and all that kind of stuff, when you think back now to how you felt and discouraged and despair, can you even, like, conjure up those feelings anymore? No, I don't think it'll ever go away, um, the deepness of it. Um, But it's just when she was born, like, I even didn't allow myself to become really attached even when I was pregnant. So her in my belly, it was still really surreal. But the moment she was born... um, it was just my heart opened and I was a mum and yeah. it was just a complete miracle. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take her. <laughs> Isn't that great? Be prepared for opposition. And listen, when you're in the midst of opposition, don't let go. Don't ever let go of that dream. Don't give up. Look, stay with it. Because, you know, there's times when you're in the midst of opposition, you can't even see anymore. And that's why the Bible says faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. That's when you have to put faith into practice. I can't see a darn thing. I can't even see my way out of this tunnel right now. Because sometimes the opposition is so strong that you feel like you can't even get up in the mornings. But I'm telling you this, if you get up, And you say, God said, God said, God said my womb would be fruitful because I'm in covenant with the living God through the blood of Jesus Christ. God said, and it will come to pass. Keep speaking it. Keep saying it. Keep believing. Keep reading the word. And the word will speak to you and build your faith. And you said prophecy. Prophesy to your situation. Say, I will, I will, it will come to pass. It will come to pass. Number six, so we've got don't be afraid to dream, don't be afraid to dream big. Don't be afraid to dream outside the box. You're never too young or old to dream. Be prepared for opposition. And number six is be prepared for delay. You know, God gives us a dream, but when he gives us the dream, the dream is often bigger who we, than who we are right then. And the person that needs to fulfill that dream isn't even grown yet. We're kind of just like a shadow of who we're going to be when we fulfill that dream. 
And he gives us the dream and we almost say, it's got to happen now. Or I'm going to, you know, it's, and we get disappointed and we get discouraged because the dream is not coming. But if you only knew how amazingly wonderful God's plan is, when he gives you a dream, he knows exactly what he wants to do inside of you to bring that dream to pass. He knows he needs to build something inside of you. When, when God came to Phil and I and gave us this dream for this church, you know, everyone thought we were crazy. You know, what? Plan a church in Wyong, in a, in a housing commission area, and we've got a, a, a church now in a housing commission area. We're ministering to prostitutes, drug addicts, and pe- no money. No money. We're just giving everything we've got. We've got everything we've got. And God comes to Phil and said, you're going to buy 11 acres of land and you're going to build a church, a multi-million dollar facility. And you look around, you just go, what? You know what I mean? But, you know, I'm just so proud of my husband because he just walked over to this land. We didn't have a brass razoo. And he stood in the middle of this land and he said, this is God's. And he walked up to the lady who was doing the mowing on the land, who owned the land. And he walked up to her and said, this is your lucky day. She said, why is that? She said, God has chosen your land to build his house. That's amazing. And you know, that lady, she's unsaved and she still sends us cards every year. And last year she sent us a Christmas card and it had a picture of the building and it had a picture of the bare land. And she says, the dream comes to pass. The dream comes to pass. Be prepared for delay. And when God said that to now, you know, we're 12 years, 12 years of, of, of slogging it out, 12 years of, of, you know, believing God. And we won't even go into the hardships that we faced as we stood together in faith, the delays that happened. But delay is not a no. A delay is a preparation. And this is number seven. While waiting, while waiting for your dream to come to pass, in that delay process, number seven says this, prepare. Don't just sit around thinking it's going to happen. Prepare. Start to minister to children right now. Amen. Start to pray about justice right now. Start to think about it right now, what you can do to prepare for your dream. If you're dreaming that you're going to meet somebody, you're going to get married, you're going to, you want a partner, God send me a partner. Well, go and buy some new clothes. Go on a diet. Don't wait till the man comes along and then go, oh my gosh, <laughs> and go and, you know, um, no, get ready now. Prepare yourself. I mean, Esther prepared herself for one year. And that's what my daughter did to prepare herself for her house. Prepare yourself. Go and buy some books on marriage. Go, if you're a man, you're looking for a woman, John, go and buy some books on how to treat women and how to make women live and the right words to say and how do you break a conversation open. And go prepare for it. You know, don't just sit around, oh, God said, God said, it's all right, God is with me. No, go and make a way. Prepare the way. Prepare the way of the Lord. Number eight, let God shape your character in the waiting. While you're waiting in the delay, while you're preparing, let God also prepare you on the inside. And I'm sure that when Joseph told the dream to his brothers and his father, he probably was a little bit precocious. 
as a young kid, oh, guess what? I had a dream. You're all going to bow down to me. (laughs) It's going to be great. But by the time he got to the other end of all that he had been through and he finally becomes prime minister, I think that precocious child, that pride had been dealt with, I think that all the stuff had been dealt with that would have actually destroyed him if he had gotten it earlier. Isn't that right? And so in the waiting, let God shape your character. In the waiting, let God mold and shape the person that's going to come out and fulfill this dream upon the earth. Number nine, never let your dream die. And we spoke about that. Never let it die. And if your dream has died, if you had a dream and it has died, you need to revive it real quick. You need to ask God for forgiveness and you need to pick it back up and you need to say, God, let it live in my heart again. I want to do what you've called me to do on this earth. And it's never too late. I know Smith Wigglesworth, Phil said last week, he was 48 years old when he started to preach. He couldn't even string two sentences together. The Holy Spirit filled him with power. At 48 years age, of age, he started to preach. And I don't know, what's the recorded that he raised from the dead? 17, 17 officially that he raised from the dead, 32 unofficially. Crazy man of God, started to preach at 48. There's hope for me yet. Amen. I'm going to be 50 in September, so I'm in my 40s right up to the last moment, aren't I, Fleur? When people, you know, when, when Gar said this morning, you know, this is for the 50 age group, I said, oh, great, I'm not there. <laughs> Yeah, breathe a sigh. It's okay. I've got like another nine weeks or something like that. And um, in fact, I'll, I'm due to be a grandmother on my birthday. What a great way to turn 50, something to celebrate about. Amen. Never, never, ever, never, ever, never, ever, never, 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 never let your dream go. Don't let anyone tell you you're too old, you're too young, you're too fat, you're too skinny. You stand up and you fulfill the dream of God on your life. You be everything that God has said you would be and allow him to take you through the stages of growth to fulfill that dream. And number 10, my last point is this. When you get there, and this is a word of warning, when you get there, when you get to your dream, stay humble, stay teachable, stay sweet. When Joseph finally got to that place where he was prime minister and he had all this authority over the land and there was a famine in the land and yet God had told him to store up food for the famine and he had the food to feed all the people. And there he was lotting out food to people and they would come and ask how much they could have and he would, you know, give out the food to the people. And he's standing there one day in all his... um, You know, that clothing they wore in that time. You know, the funny wigs and stuff. Anyway, he's standing there in his funny wig, and so he wasn't recognisable. And in through the door come his brothers, the very brothers that had put him down the well. For all these years, I'm sure he would have been thinking about, what am I going to say to these guys when this dream comes to pass? I'm going to be able to look at those guys and say, I told you it had happened. I told you who I'd be, you scum of the earth. You know, now I'm going to get you. And here's these brothers, they're on their knees asking for food. 
And, and, you know, in Joseph's heart of hearts, God had already done the work. See, if, if, he, if God had given him that position or that dream years before, he would have blown it right then. He would have dealt with those guys, lost his integrity, lost his position, lost his dream. But God knew exactly the right moment. And he ushers his brothers into a back room and he said, brothers, and he takes off the wig. It's me. And they start saying, oh, we're so sorry. What have we done to you? We're so sorry. He says, no, no. You don't need to be sorry because it wasn't you who put me down the well. It was God. And in every trial of your lives, remember that God is good and God is faithful when God gives you a dream, just because it doesn't look so good, it doesn't mean the dream isn't real. But God can put you down well sometimes because God is developing you, preparing you to stand up like Joseph did and have nothing in your heart but God. And when the dream comes to pass, you will stand in that dream. Kids, you will stand in your dreams and you'll be everything that God wants you to be, whether it be a mum a politician, a preacher, a school teacher, whatever God has in his heart for you to do, you will do it and you will do it well. Let's stand to our feet. Thanks, Lisa. Why don't we just all lift our hands or just like that. And I want you to just get your dream in your heart. The God dream, the dream God gave you. And I just want you to examine your heart right now. Where are you? Where are you right now? Are you opening your heart and saying, God, I don't really have a dream, but put one in. I'm open right now. Are you in a place where you say, God, I have a dream, but I'm scared to live outside the box? I'm afraid that that dream won't come to pass so I'm not doing anything why don't you open that up before God right now are you in a place of delay then why don't you say God take away disappointment discouragement and failure from my life and let me believe that this divine delay is working something beautiful inside of me you make everything beautiful and it's time Is God shaping and molding your character? Are you in a place of opposition? Will you feel like you're just going to give up? Don't give up. Or maybe you let go of your dream many, many years ago. Maybe today is the day to say, God, I want to dream again. Forgive me. Just as we spend a couple of minutes here in prayer. Why don't you bring all those things before God's throne right now and just begin to speak to him. Bring your dreams to him and let God bring them to pass. Thank you, Lord. Bring them before him now. Just begin to speak to him. Even the children say, God, I bring it to you. I want to do these things. I want to do them for you. God, touch me. Touch me, God. Touch the children, God. Touch the young people. 
Touch the middle-aged people. Touch the older people. Touch every generation in this house. And let our dreams come to pass. Let our dreams be fulfilled in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.